Ball hit deep in the left center field. Wise back, back. Makes the catch! What a play! Wade Wise makes the catch! What a play by Wise! Mercy! This is the Shoeless Goat Podcast. Brent Brown drops the ball! He drops the ball! Three runs will score! You gotta be paping me! What in the hell are you doing? Hello and welcome back to the Shoeless Goat Podcast, where Cubs, White Sox, and MLB Podcast. I'm your host, Nick. I am joined again by the mayor of Section 509 on Johnny Cueto Day, Pat Bovard. Pat, how are you? It was a big day. You know, I'm doing good. Uh, seeing Johnny Cueto out there for my White Sox was a pretty nice sight, especially with the way some of the starting pitching has struggled lately. But even just that, I don't know if you saw any of the game yet, but he had some of those sinkers going. It's it's moving like a wiffle ball. So clearly he's on a path for a Cy Young. Uh, going to end up with a no decision tonight, which is a little unfortunate. But uh, your guy's out there and dealing, so can't ask for much more than that. The jersey is picked out, or a jersey, I should say. It is not ordered yet because um, for some reason you're not able to just make a re- like a real jersey with just the team logo and the number on the back anymore. Now it's all these like weird custom ones with like the name down the spine and things like that. I think I need to write a letter on Nobody behalf of Johnny Cueto. No, no, definitely not. Coming to a Ross store near you. That's all I'm saying. Kmart in a couple of years, Coles. <laughs> you, you never know. Now, I just have a really quick question for you, Pat. Can you imagine hearing this by Yankee fans come October? Uh, okay. <laughs> I, was wa- I was wondering what that was going to be, but... uh. It took me a second to hear. Well, number one, if Johnny Cueto is starting a high leverage game in the playoffs, I would say something has gone terribly wrong. But it also probably means that their offense has done really good to survive that. So uh, I don't know. You know what? I would take it because that probably means they at least win a series in the playoffs to get there. Yeah, unless they're like the wild card team against the Yankees in the first round. I, I, I don't think whoever gets out of the AL Central is sniffing the wild card. That's that's fair. <laughs> uh, but in any case, uh, of it. Welcome back, obviously, Pat. We we were at a very interesting game. I'm sure we will talk about that oh. um, in some detail. Uh, but first, I would just want to discuss the elephant in the room, which is uh, the week we were out, we were both attending a baseball game, could not record. Um, the Cubs were coming off a winless week, so it was very easy not to talk about them. And the Sox were just the opposite, so it was kind of tough to uh, bite our tongues there. But the Cubs lost two against the White Sox. And then they got swept by the Dodgers as well. Uh, If you check the Twitter, you will see that I did uh, make good on my bet to buy Pat his beers at uh, Guaranteed Rate Field. So you are not allowed back now. Yeah. And let's discuss why. Uh, Go ahead, Pat. I just like out of appreciation for what we saw that game, I have to say that not only was that probably the worst game I have ever seen in my life, uh, live at least, in terms of just disappointment. That Monday night game last week was probably the one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. It was Sox had an eight to two lead. Two outfielders dropped pop ups. I guess if you want to call Gavin Sheets an outfielder or not as your own uh, uh, own deal, but two outfielders just straight up drop prop ups pop ups that they didn't miss read. Literally just missed their gloves. Uh, you have a six run lead blown in the eighth, where we were both cheering for the Guardians to get another at bat, kind of tongue in cheek, because then we might get another shot at the Tim Anderson, Jose Abreu prop bets. Uh, that came back to bite us real bad. Um, but 
You give up six runs in the in the ninth to blow an 8-2 lead. You have Liam Hendricks enter with the light show going like crazy all around to get one out with two runners on. Gets the guy 0-2, can't throw a breaking ball over the plate. It gives up a single. Josh Naylor puts a ball like 17 rows deep into the right field stands. And uh, you have, oh, and then wait, well, I missed the next inning. Bases loaded. Jose Ramirez dives full out, gets ahead of Mangle at first to end the rally. And then Josh Naylor hits another one out to the freaking moon. Uh, six total errors, if I, my count is correct. Um, and yeah, just not a, not how you want to see it. But, you know, uh, on the bright side, Joe Kelly actually pitched good in that game, unlike uh, his other two appearances. So I guess we have to take what we can get there. Yeah, no, it was definitely, I didn't know what to think, right? Because it's like, I don't, I I don't want the Sox to win, but when I'm at the game and I don't care who they're playing against, I want them to win because I want the crowd to be into it. I want them to be happy. And they were into it and happy for like seven and a half innings. That guy in the bleachers right by us was into it. He got hauled out by security in the first inning. Yes, he did. Uh, He was also about four foot six. Um, And the game was still going four hours later. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I turned to you after this guy got pulled out for, I think he, you know, pushed someone's forehead with his finger, or spit on somebody or whatever it was. He he clearly had his beer and a half too many. Uh, but he got hauled out in the second inning. And I looked at you five hours later and said, wow, that guy missed five <laughs> hours of baseball. That was, oh, that was a game. I, I will say, you know, I've, I've been to a handful of Sox games I think my, my only streak that I can honestly say still continues is I've seen a fight in the bleachers every single yeah. time I've been there. And it is always started before like the fifth inning. The last two years, we've seen them both on Monday nights where somebody's got taken out by security. Yeah. So it's uh it's an exciting atmosphere. People are rowdy. The people are rowdy. They, they want their white sex to win. They did not see that happen on Monday. Uh, <laughs> they did not. Uh, but give us a little recap of the rest of the week there, Pat. Yeah, so the rest of the week, well, no, it didn't. Uh, the next day went a little bit better. The Sox won 4-1. to one. Pretty easy win. Gavin Sheets did another home run, so he finally got the back going. Gilito gave up one earned in seven. Uh, got a little bit dicey near the end of the game. Graveman uh, brought the tying run to the plate in the ninth, but uh, you know, preventing White Sox fans from completely losing it after another collapse in the ninth, they were able to pull it off 4-1. to one. And then uh, on Wednesday, COVID won, and the game got canceled due to a COVID-19 outbreak in the uh, Guardians coaching staff. So they did not play. Uh, and then, you know, we went moved to the weekend series, a big four-game set against the Yankees in Chicago that a lot of people would probably point to as a measuring stick, and that did not go well uh, at all. Thursday, another real weird game. I don't know if you followed that one at all. But in any event, the Yankees went after Cease. Well, first, his box score. Uh, four innings pitched. 11 of the 12 outs were strikeouts. He gave up six earned runs, including two home runs to Stanton. Uh, Sox were losing, I think, seven to two at one point. Um, Moncada brought him back with a three-run homer to tie it. And then the next inning, Joe Kelly comes in in the eighth inning, gets two outs right off the bat, walks three guys in a row, gives out a gives up a two-run two-run infield single to the shortstop. No errors, two-run infield single because Abreu didn't throw home. Walks another guy, Tanner Banks. I guess at this point, the human white flag comes in. Uh, and all of a sudden, it's 15 to 7 after a couple more runs come in. So, real bad game on Thursday. Uh, Friday, not much better. Stanton hit another home run to lead off in that one. Yankees went up 7 to 1. Sox were never really close. They lost 10 to 4. And then Saturday, finally, we had the stopper of the rotation coming with Dallas Keuchel. Uh, five innings pitched, uh, no earned runs. And he still found a way to complain about that after the game, complaining that he didn't get a chance to pitch the sixth inning, despite being given uh, five uh, shutout innings in that. 
Maybe Tony was thinking about not letting that option vest by giving him another inning, but in any event, Sox won that one. Three to two on a walk-off. Uh, Hendricks blew the save, but did come in and it got out of Joe Kelly's mess again. Um, in the in the bottom of the ninth, the Sox walked it off off Chapman with a Tim Anderson single, a Moncada walk, and a Luis Robert walk-off single. And then Sunday was another real weird game, so I guess that's the theme of the week. Uh, Sunday, Kopech pitched. He gave up, uh, what was it, one hit in six innings, three earned runs because he walked four guys and threw 40-some pitches in the second inning and calmed down completely outside of that real weird thing. Uh, but in any event, the Sox lost. The offense didn't show up. They only got four hits, including one infield single, and they lost, uh, what was the final score of that one, 5-1 to one in a game they gave up uh, two hits. So that tells you all you need to know about how the offense was pitching in that one. Not a great week, but thanks – Thank God to the, uh, you know, beautiful AL Central. They are only three games back at 16 and 17. I guess actually they just won today, Monday night. So it's, they're now 17 and 17 and two and a half back of the twins. So I will say it was a weird week. Very I weird. will say it was an even weirder week for the Cincinnati Reds. Um, we just need to discuss yeah. it for a second, how you could lose a baseball game while still no hitting the other worst team in baseball, one of the other worst teams in baseball, if you ask me. Nobody um, wants to win anymore. Nobody wants to win. No, and the reason I bring that up is because the Sox lost in a similar way, not giving up a whole lot of hits and still giving up an insane number of runs. There's not much else to say about the Cincinnati Reds other than the fact that they lost a game in which they no-hit a team. So that's pretty wild. But I just want to ask this question, Pat, because the Yankees are the measuring stick because they are the best team in baseball right now, and it's not even really that close. No, it's just not. Uh, are the White Sox even full health? Everyone firing on firing all cylinders, good enough to beat this Yankee team in a playoff matchup? Yeah, I think so. I mean, because here, here's the deal with that. The thing with the Yankees is you saw kind of what happened last year down the stretch. Like this offense, if they're firing on all cylinders, they have the best offense in baseball. Like Joey Gallo's their six hitter. Uh, Stanton, if he's on, he's launching the ball. Problem with that team goes though. Like you kind of saw it Sunday, if it wasn't for all the walks, or with Dallas Keuchel on Saturday. When they're not hitting the ball out of the park, they're not doing much. Obviously, you know, there's a lot more dimensions to that offense, possibly now with Donaldson. LeMahieu's looking a little bit better than he did last year. But I think that offense is just so feast or famine. And when the White Sox finally get, you know, the Lance Lynn back, uh, he kind of gets a Kopech probably at a little bit more full strength. Maybe, I don't know, you throw Johnny Cueto out there to mess with their timing. I, I just, I think that there's enough swing and miss in that lineup, and they still have that problem of being overly right-handed heavy where you could theoretically win a series against them. I don't, I mean, I wouldn't put the Sox as the favorite, but I still think just the overall talent of the lineup gives you a chance there. Let the record show that Pat said that in a pinch, Johnny Cueto could be using a playoff matchup to throw off their timing. I love it. I want to see it. I, I mean, he, I just watched, I, I just watched him deal today. So I'm feeling it. Yeah, no, I'm all in. I seriously, I think I'm, the the only thing is the forty dollar charge for a t-shirt. I gotta say because I I have to I have to custom make the name because they don't have him listed on the name the jersey names. So I'm gonna do it though. Brutal. I'm still gonna do it. I, yeah, I mean it's, it's it's worth it. I'm a man of my word on beers. I'm a man of my word on Cueto jerseys. I gotta stop making these bets though. I gotta say the bank account Four? is not not a fan. Yeah, I mean it just I don't know anything that I, I don't know. I like the jersey one though. So. Just as long as you're not buying me any more beers that end up poisoning the game. But uh, yeah, I, there may be have to be a ban of me, but we'll see. I'll, I'll still find a way to get in there when Baltimore's in town or something like that. 
Um, because that could that that's really the measuring stick is if you have you have to be able to put a 10 spot up on Baltimore. I don't know. The Red Sox are worse than them. That's true. My my playoff pick, the Red Sox. That's thank tough God. Look. Thank God I didn't pick them. <laughs> that's a tough look. Um, okay, moving on to the Cubs. Uh, after losing every game, they then won two series in a, a row against two pretty good teams. They uh, took two of three from the San Diego Padres, and then they took two of three from a pretty hot Arizona Diamondbacks team, uh, who we just found out has the number one fan grabs for a catcher. So, Johnny Grandal? No, not even close. The that that you're you're thinking of the below replacement level catcher on the side. Well, if you if you flip it on its axis, <laughs> yeah. <this> way. <laughs> anyway, so let's start off the week on Monday, where it was a six nothing victory against the Padres, with Kyle Hendricks going eight and two thirds, giving up only three hits, no runs, and seven strikeouts. Which begs the question: Why he didn't get the full nine? He was at 116 pitches, but I don't care. This team is not making the playoffs. You give him the complete game shutout. But anyway, moving on. Uh, lost on Tuesday 5-4, to four, but came back Wednesday to win the series 7-5. to five. Uh, Then they go finish their uh, West Coast little trip here uh, in Arizona. Lost the first game 4-3. to three. So the only two losses of the week were at the hands of one run. And then they won Saturday 4-2 to two and Sunday 3-2. to two. So not a whole lot of offense, but the pitching really came to play. I believe in one of those games, Jan Gomes, it was the Jan Gomes game where he uh, did everything he could uh, to put the team on his back. I think he had three RBI on Saturday. Sunday was a, a late-inning Frank Schwindel stick-the-bat-out single that scored the go-ahead run. So the, the Cubs were in it just about every game. Um, so they could have easily won five or six, but we'll take two series victories after a week of no series victories. Uh, this, I mean, they just absolutely demolished the pirates today too. Uh, as we're recording, Wilson Contreras had a grand slam. They scored eight runs in the first. So I don't know, maybe the schedule is going to help them heat up a little bit just to make them a watchable product. So something to be a little bit excited about, but I'm going to have to see another more, another couple of series wins in order for me to get really excited about um, making a kind of a half-assed push, if you will. You know, maybe if if uh, Kyle Hendricks wants to get out there longer, you, he could talk to his buddy Dallas Keuchel and he could put in a word for him to get the extra inning out there. In no universe do I see those two hanging out. <laughs> you, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, those two would have nothing to talk about. We have a uh, – we're, I don't even know where Keuchel went to college, but we have a Dartmouth Ar guy who uh, – Arkansas. He's a Razorback. Okay, so two very different uh, college backgrounds, but they both throw like 87 miles an hour, so maybe they could talk about that. Wily veterans. Yeah, absolutely. One is clean-shaven, one is not. Um, but in any case, yeah, I'll take that week from the Cubs. Um, so if we keep having weeks like that, I'll certainly take it. The uh, NL Central is not quite as up for grabs as the, uh, the AL Central. Uh, Most competitive division still... in baseball. I mean, define competitive. It's the, you know, I'm anyone... not going to. Because <laughs> you're a fan graphs guy and I'm a baseball reference guy. It's fine. We get it. Um, but in any case, Pat, moving on before we get into too many on air arguments, who do you have as your player of the week for the White Sox? Probably Joe Kelly or, or, or who was the other oh, guy? Tanner. Jim, what Tanner the heck? Ba Tanner, Tanner Banks. Oh, God. Yeah, Never again. White flag. No, that was bad. Uh, no, I'm I don't know. So. Let me preface this one that if I wasn't doing my cheating pick, it would be Gavin Sheets for hitting three home runs. So I'm that's out there in the ether. But I'm just getting ahead of myself here, and I'm going with Johnny Cueto, uh, even though he didn't technically pitch in the week I just described. He did pitch tonight, Monday night, and did a real good job at it. So 
you know, looking back at what he did tonight against the Royals, he basically got off the plane from Charlotte, was announced as the starter today, went six innings with no earned runs, gave up two hits, two walks, seven strikeouts, and had about 60 pitches entering the sixth until he started to struggle a little bit. But obviously it's the Royals who their offense has been so uh, prodigious this year that they just fired their hitting coach, who was apparently named Terry Bradshaw uh, earlier today. So obviously, you know, not the biggest challenge, but if you get that guy like going out there and throwing games like that against anybody, uh, his first game back from AAA, they're going to be in business. I got to say, do you think the Royals should, should try hard hiring the real Terry Bradshaw? It couldn't have been much worse than the no, results they got from Terry it. Bradshaw Jr., I guess. No, it couldn't make it much worse. I mean, what's Bobby Witt's got to be hitting like 200. So I got to imagine almost anybody could get out there. I think they moved one of their front office guys into like a like hitting instructor hitting instructor and then they promoted somebody else to the actual job but they are not a good salvi's been awful and they are not a good hitting team behind him i gotta say that that has seinfeld vibes bringing in the uh the front office guy to do some hitting instruction it was like when george was trying to fix i think it was Sorry. Derek jeter and bernie williams's swing physics <laughs> yeah uh, but in any case, yeah, not good. I mean, hey, Terry Branch is always trying to give away his money, so maybe he could start bribing players into hitting better. That's it. or the pitchers. Yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, but in any case, yeah, not not a good look. Uh, I love the preemptive player of the week. He might he he will get a second start this week. So they, we'll they, got, they got like six games this week. Uh, six more games, I should say. I they got like eighteen games in seventeen days. So there's a very good chance he gets that second start. Yeah, I like it. Um, I, I'm all for it. I gotta say, I've been calling for, I've been calling for the Cubs to sign Cueto for about two or three years now. Breaks my heart that he's on the Sox, but I'm glad he's he's bringing wins to Chicago in one way or another, one shimmy at a time. He was born to be a White Sox at the end of his career, like so many before him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> didn't we get? Didn't Omar Vizquel get a minute in the White Sox with the White yeah, he Sox? He did. Too? He got. Yeah. Uh, I want to say two, two or three years in his forties. I mean, you got, I could rattle off the whole list if you want, depending on how long you want this episode to go. I mean, give me just like a fab five. Uh, Andrew Jones has to be on there. Uh, okay. Manny. Yeah, easy. Uh, Ken Griffey, although he did go play with the Mariners for another two years after that. I'm trying to think of like a weird one though. Like Matt Latos, I guess is a good one. Jimmy Rollins. Yeah, Jimmy Rollins who got DFA'd for Tim Anderson. Yeah. But that was the year that that was 2016 when the Cubs and the Sox had like identical, insanely good records in yep. the month of April. And everyone's yep. like, oh, could it be a Cubs and White Sox World Series? And it wasn't. And then the uh, curse of Adam LaRoche kicked in. Yes, exactly. That could be the new curse. It, it was no, it's the, the Drake curse, right? Maybe they don't win oh, yeah. another World Series until Drake LaRoche makes the majors and the Sox sign him. I mean, they lost the leader of the team when he left. <laughs> That's true. They certainly- Thank you, Adam. I think honestly, we talk about Drake LaRoche every time we go to a game together. Oh, I mean, that's like three and a half hours to kill these days. So it's it's bound to come up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, so, player of the week, preemptive Johnny Cueto. My player of the week is Kyle Hendricks, as we spoke of. He's finally getting in the groove. He did get a no decision against Arizona, but they still won the game. Just to reiterate, he started two games, went eight and two thirds with three hits. No runs in seven strikeouts in the first game against San Diego, then came out against Arizona on Saturday, went five and two-thirds, gave a five hit and one run. Uh, he is the ace of the team. He hasn't been pitching like it. No one really has been on the starting staff. It's kind of a um, 
kind of a revolving door a little bit because they have a couple injuries, but Wade Miley is back. He just pitched an insanely good game against the Pirates. So I could have pulled a U and made Wade Miley coming off of injury uh, or just of time off uh, to <laughs> get the player of the week. Well, we'll see if Miley gets his second start in his second win. He might might just make the cut there. But anyway, Kyle Hendricks, player of the week. First time a pitcher has made player of the week. It's the first time uh, pitching kind of dominated the weekend, and that's why it led to four of uh, six wins for the Cubs. Yeah, if they're going to get anywhere, they're going to need some more of that from them. Turn back the clock a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I still he still looks like 17, so it's hard to tell when he's aging. And when he does get old, is he going to be like Jamie Moyer and just throwing like 82, 83? Like, how will you know when his arm is spent? That's That's a good point. Jamie Moyer, who I think made his first all-star team at the age of like 45. Was that when he was on like the Phillies or something or the Rockies? Or the the Mariners maybe was it? Well, he was with the Mariners for that long period of time. And then he went to the Phillies and then the Rockies. I think he was on that Phillies World Series team. He was an all-star in 03 at the age of 41. There it is. That was when uh, he was with the – no, that was with the Mariners. He was with the Mariners for 10 years. I think he was only – he was a – 07, I think it was, or something like that, where he was a Philly. I can't remember. I remember he was on that uh, Philly 06 to 2010. Okay, yeah. I so. got the Wikipedia page up. So, Love Chicago it. Cup from 1986 to 88. Yeah, no, one of the one of many. Um, Josh, and that's my list of the of the guys who were drafted <laughs> by the Cubs and went to be amazing somewhere else. Josh Donaldson, Chris Archer, Jamie Moyer. Obviously, Greg Maddox. You know, they ended up getting him back, but he was never in his prime. So we'll that's, that's legend, Josh Harrison. Yeah. Oh, did, did they draft Josh Harrison? I'm pretty sure they did. Let me... Yeah, I can see well, that. I, I don't want to – now that I got Wikipedia open, I'm going down a wormhole here. He was – yeah, he was drafted by the Cubs in the sixth round of the 08 draft. There we go. What could have been? Uh, in any case, I want to talk about something for a sec, Pat. We talked about it very briefly in the beginning. We've alluded to it. Uh, Wilson Contreras, uh, Monday day of recording, hit a grand slam. He is uh, basically hitting about t- almost 280 now uh, and has currently a one war. I think it was 1.2 as of a day or two ago. I know Machado's blowing it up. I know Jazz Chisholm's getting some excitement, but I think this is the beginning of me starting to think that Wilson Contreras has a very outside shot of being the National League MVP if he doesn't get traded to an American League team halfway through. Tell me why I'm wrong. Uh, winning percentage. <laughs> of course, yes. Well, but in any event, you know, for the second best catcher in baseball to be able to win that, given the Cubs' circumstances, he'd probably have to go at least 40 home runs this year, I'd imagine. So he's a long way away. But also, um, you're right. Dalton Varsho does have a half-point war on Exactly who I was going for. Yeah. Um, if you were referring to Yasmani Grandal as the best catcher in baseball – you may want to look for a replacement level player to replace him with because he's currently at minus 0.2 war right now, batting a gentleman's 165. But of course, batting average doesn't matter. Doesn't. We care about on base percentage, which is a gentleman's 287. That that's good. Those numbers are good. <laughs> uh, so don't forget the slugging percentage. Oh man, yeah, the slugging percentage of 216. Dude, so he is. That's, a that's really hard to level. to slug less than your on-base percentage. Although I will say those numbers are outdated. He did hit a home run today, so he's back on track. But uh, he also has a steal, so don't forget about that. That is stop more than steal. Wilson, one versus zero. Stop for, stop the steal is what uh, Wilson <laughs> fans are saying right now. Stop no, but count. seriously, like, I mean, 
I, I just see him getting traded. That's the only problem. I'm not saying that's the only reason he won't be the MVP, but he's doing an Aramis Ramirez thing where it's a year that everybody's watching him. So he's going to, you know, ball out like every contract year. Aramis Ramirez mm-hmm. was like a borderline MVP candidate. And I think Wilson deserves his money. And I think he's wasted some of his knees with the Cubs, you know, catching in like 150 games this season. So now is the only time he's really going to get paid, uh, I think, if he takes a long-term deal, which he deserves. So if he starts balling out and the Cubs are within four or five of the division and the Cubs hang on to him, I think that's his best shot at an MVP. Of course, we're a long ways away, and there's there's no looking back on some of these other guys that are way ahead of him currently. But I also think some of their numbers are unsustainable. So I'm just going to go with that and say – Yes. Uh, you know what? I'll say it. Wilson Contreras will be at least a top three MVP candidate this year, if not win the whole damn thing, if he doesn't get traded to the American League. Do you remember what my uh, bold prediction was before we started this year? Didn't you say that Yasmani Grandal was going to be a top five MVP or something like that? Top two. Top two. Oh, no. I either said top two or finals, which isn't looking good right now, but uh, not one of my better moments. Hey, I have Boston uh, making the playoffs. So yeah, we've all we we've all made mistakes. I also have Marco Gonzalez as my American League Cy Young pick. So there's that. Yeah, I don't think either of us are doing too well with the Cy Young picks, given I have uh, Barrios. I have uh, Walker Bueller. So oh, that's I a good I'm, one. I think who did I have in the NL? Who did you have in the NL? I don't Pablo. Yeah, you had a uh, Sandy Omar. Alcantara. Yeah, he's doing all yeah, right. He's doing fine. Yeah, so we got some time there. Uh, Pat, any any big things you're excited about for the White Sox? Maybe just winning, you know, stringing a couple wins together or something for a team that's projected to win the division? Not having to play the Yankees for three days. That's a big one. Uh, they're playing the Royals now. I guess they got five games against the Royals, so that's a really good uh, opportunity to get right here because the Royals have been garbage uh, for most of the season. So uh, that's it. I think, you know, now, hopefully now I think it becomes more of a real barometer. You got Yoan Moncada back for as bad as he's been. You now have Joe Kelly in your bullpen. Uh, you have, I, I guess a good, maybe a good Johnny Cueto. I don't know. He's probably going to give you at least competent innings. Uh, maybe Dallas Keigel's turn a corner. You get Lance Lynn in a month. Now's the time where they really got to get it rolling. Like up until now, you could kind of blame the slow start on whatever you want to do between injuries. Um, but now, you know, the team's getting back to full strength. Uh, if, we're a month and a half in if, uh, you know, Jose Abreu and Yasmani Grandal and AJ Pollock are all hitting under 200 by the end of this month, we're going to have some real issues. So I don't know. I think this Royal series is a good chance to get it going. I'm a little bit nervous to go back in, in, into New York next weekend, but then we also get Boston uh, again next week. So I think this is a good stretch of games to at least get some, some wins on the table uh, after the Yankees, Boston, the Cubs next weekend. So I think overall, you know, good spot to get rolling here. Uh, I, I kind of resent that last part of that, uh, that excitement in the schedule as the Cubs. I, I gotta say, I think we need to renew this bet for when the Cubs are in town. I will keep betting and losing and paying for things, I guess. But you know what? I like the Cubs on the road. Just having seen how the Sox closed out a game against the guardians. Okay. Well, that was Tanner Banks. That was all part of the plan. Am I invited to those, to that game, Pat, again, when the Cubs are in town? It's the board's gonna have to review that. <laughs> the, the, yeah, we'll have to talk to HR. Which luckily I am HR, so <laughs> yeah, that's true. The decision should be handed down within five business days. 
Was uh, the HR position given to you um, for how well you did protecting the Franklin's pool as uh, assistant lifeguard? Not a beer was built in that pool is all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, thanks to uh, a, a move called the Statue of Liberty, where Pat was uh, going into the water, but held his beer up much like thing, man. much like Lady Liberty to make sure that not a drop went in the pool. You get that in there. It's, it's, those things are hard to clean, man. It throws the whole pH off. Uh, it's bad. <laughs> Absolutely horrible. All right. Well, enough pool talk, although the weather is about to be pool ready. Pat, thank you so much. That concludes our episode of the Shields Goat podcast. Of course, it wouldn't be an episode if we didn't ask Pat a question he did not uh, know beforehand. And I just made up literally 10 seconds ago while I stumbled okay. through those words. Yeah, no, I had one, but I'm changing it. It was more, It was going to be one of those like, who's your MVP so far? But it's pretty lame. If Johnny Cueto continues to pitch as well as he has, who should he replace in the rotation that is not Vince Velasquez? Oh, no. Okay, easy. Dallas Keuchel. I, th- I thought that's who you were going to say, but I think that's the, that's the easy one right there. I don't so, like... I, is it because like Keuchel could be better in the bullpen maybe? No, no. I don't think... I think if <laughs> anyone, I think Velasquez would be better in the bullpen. I don't, I don't see 85 uh, mile-an-hour sinkers playing well in the bullpen. I, I mean, if Cueto is actually like a good five starter and you have Lynn, you have Giolito, you have Cease, and you have uh, Kopech on the rotation, they're all healthy come the playoff times. You have Velasquez as a swing guy out of the bullpen. Like, you don't really need Dallas Keuchel for any other reason other than the fact he's a lefty. But if he's out there getting shelled every other start, I'd rather not have a lefty at that point. I don't know. I've been a fan of the guy. I think he probably gets a little bit too much criticism from the fan base, but I mean, at this point, you're not letting that 160 inning uh, option vest. Like there's no, if they let that vest, that's malpractice and should not happen. I just think with the rest of the guys they got in starting rotation, there's not really a better answer than that. I'll take it. I will take Johnny Cueto pitching meaningful innings in October once again, so we could hear the opposing fans give the Cueto chant. And that's a perfect way to conclude the episode. Of course, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Check out the website as well. Remember, everybody, Yadi Molina is not a Hall of Famer. Go Cubs. Go White Sox. Go MLB. Go Cubs.